This is Randy Rosetta with HubCityPreps.com with week two playoff version of the Pirate Podcast. I'm with Chip Darden. Chip, it's a little bit of deja vu all over again, but different circumstances, different teams, clearly. But y'all, Alito's not completely foreign to you guys. And I think watching him that day three years ago, you guys weren't intimidated, weren't swayed by the aura of Alito. I think maybe sometimes people play those teams with the big names and they let that get to them. Sure. Maybe not high school kids, I don't know. But your guys weren't, and I kind of get the sense that there won't be that this this week either. It's just two good teams going out to play football. Yeah, that's what we hope, and I, and I think our kids are definitely approaching it that way. That um, it's an opportunity. There's we're we're not. Um, we like to say on Mondays, we'll talk a little bit on scouting report, and then we'll say, all right, it's truth telling time, and then we we usually tell them the truth. Like, hey, you play well, you can win this game by four touchdowns or more, or, hey, we're going to have to play a great game to beat them. And um, during that truth-telling time, that's kind of what we said. It's one of the best teams in the state. They're uh, pretty heavy favorites to win the region and by some people win win state championships. So um, there's no question that we're going to have to play our best game. And But, you know, kind of like we talked about with the kids, it's this time of year that's the way it should be. I mean, you, you're in the playoffs and – um, as we always talk about a lot, big boy football, you, you're going to have to play your best football to win. But I, I think our kids, I, I hope that they feel like they deserve to be on the stage and, and deserve to you know, kind of earn the right to play them. And um, You know, we know we're the underdog, but that's okay. I mean, it, for us, we, we, we don't necessarily look at underdog or when we're the favorite or anything like that. We just – it's opportunity to play against a good team and – um, we're excited about it. But I, I do agree with you. I think a lot of times, not just Alito, I think there's there's different teams throughout different circumstances, but a lot of people get beaten warm-up and kind of getting big-eyed and going, oh, I don't know, I don't know if yeah. we can hang with them. And then if you got a little bit at, in your mind and you get down 7 nothing, then it's, oh, okay, yeah, we can't we can't hang with them. And I don't think our guys have that. I think our guys are, are wanting to go battle and see what happens. Since he's not here, I'll say this because Seth would probably have a voodoo doll of me if he heard me say this. That happened to Coronado a few years ago, and it shouldn't have. That was the third or fourth time they'd played uh, Denton Ryan, mm-hmm. and some of their guys were young, and that's exactly yep. what happened because, again, going back to 2019, your guys were not – there were no big eyes. They were just, let's go out and play football and show them what we can do. I think this is cool this week. Because your neighbors from Friendship face the same kind of yep. challenge. they got to go play South Lake Carroll. Those are two you know, very big names in Texas. Well, There's a chance for West Texas, win, lose, or whatever, to kind of put a stamp on things. For sure. And, and I, I think there's a little bit of that, that talk going on. I've heard the, the kids talk about it a little bit. But, yeah, that's the thing with Alito and, you know, yeah, South Lake Carroll too. If you just say, hey, top five football programs, any classification in the state of Texas – those two are in the top five, in my opinion, or at least in the conversation to be. And uh, so it, it's exciting. It's fun. But, you know, the ultimate goal isn't just to beat Alito, but that's part of the process. Got to beat them to get those others. You do. And uh, whether it's round, you know, I know some people say, man, tough draw in round two, but we kind of approach it as if you're going to make a run, you got to beat yep. a good team. So it doesn't really matter when they show up. So we've got to be ready to go. Uh, Again, I think it's a great opportunity for our, our program. We've talked all season long about you guys being a really great program, but being an underdog a little bit this year, you mentioned it. 
last four or five years in the playoffs, people were aiming for you. Yeah. Until maybe South Oak Cliff, until they their historic run. So this is kind of I don't know if your kids think it's cool, but I think it's kind of cool that there's a little bit of role reversal. Here. Yeah, and it, it it's it's a little it is it's easier to motivate and easier to uh, get guys excited for it. And and uh, you know we I think I think we probably think we're the underdog more more often than not. But uh, yeah, it, it's and again that you can overplay that too. Like we that's one thing we yeah we we know that Alito's really talented. They've got. You know, you can go through on their roster kind of all three levels of both sides of the ball have Division One players, and, and they've got all that. But at the same time, we don't think it's a – man, we, we can't – we have to run every trick play in the book and do all this kind of stuff to win. We've got to play well. And I know that they're saying the same thing too. they got to play well to win. And, um, it's just to me a good, it should be a good high school football atmosphere. You made a good point. You guys aren't a secret to them either. They, yep. I would imagine you got their attention in 2019. Yeah, I think so um, because I, I think the style we play is a little bit different. And uh, they played you know a triple option team this year, and and they played some really good teams um, and beaten them, beaten some really good teams. But um, yeah, we we just. We think our style kind of travels, um, gives us a chance in a lot of games. And um, one of one of our coaches was, or all of them, kind of were laughing at me because they were just saying, "I'm a Tennessee Titans fan." That goes back to the Houston Oilers days. But uh, it, they were just saying, "Man, I know." I heard them talking. I don't know why Coach Darden likes the Tennessee Titans because they they play the same brand of football as we do. And you know what? Obviously, I was a fan before right now, but I do like that, and I, and that's something that I, I think you see that we try to be in every game and try to play different styles if we need to, but ultimately we want to play physical and play fast. And um, I think what's neat is it's strength on strength there because I think that's what Alito does too. Alito gets a lot of credit for how, how, how high-powered offense they are, and they are, but they can throw it, they can run it, but then they play really good defense. And so just, just kind of two, two similar styles, I think. That's a good segue because I was going to mention, I saw your quote in Georgia's story the other day that you felt like the offense had maybe turned a corner a little bit. And, and I would have to, which with you guys, I don't think playing great on offense means you score 59 points. To me, you guys playing well on offense means you're executing, you're doing exactly like you said. You're either able to grind it out where you can pop for a big play if you need to, just mistakes are at a minimum. That's what's yeah. made you guys so good the last four years. Yeah, that and that's the key. And it, it uh, I think, sometimes looks conservative. Um, it would maybe be the knock on it when things aren't going well. But we sometimes we, we like to play defense. And, and I think there's offenses these days that don't put their defenses in very good spots. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we kind of just think opposite. We want our defense is good, and we want to give them an opportunity to be in a good spot. But, um, yeah, our offense, I think, has turned the corner a little bit. And, and you're right. We don't necessarily chart first downs. Like I think that's a stat that's a little overrated these days. But at the same time, a successful offensive series, uh, offensive game, is just one where we're keeping the ball for a little while. And our defense gets to rest, and we move it, and hopefully that results in touchdowns. You know, the other night we, I think we snapped the ball forty something times, so to get fifty nine points was, and I guess fifty two of those were uh, offense. But um, that that's really good, obviously. But you know, in a 
50 snap game, you know, typically you're not going to score 60, 70 points. You're going to, a good offensive game might be 30 when you're snapping it 60 times. So just different ways that we do it. But uh, for us, yeah, controlling the clock and kind of controlling the tempo of the game is key. I'm going to say something really earth shattering here. If you have one more point than the other team when the game ends, it's a pretty good night. That's right. Especially at this time of year. Yeah, that's right. And like, you go look at our Abilene High game where it was, we didn't move the ball early at all, our lowest rushing total of the year, all that stuff. And um, I'll take that game 10 times out of 10 because we end up on the good side of it. So we'll, we'll, do, we'll do whatever it takes to win. I've had some people this week ask me about you guys playing, about you and Friendship both playing, being David to Goliath. And my answer with you guys is these guys have learned how to win in the playoffs. And there's something, there's something to that. You can be a playoff team every year and just get your per diem or whatever and call it a season. But your guys know there's a certain thing you have to do each week, and I'm guessing that you've seen some of that this week. Yeah, we have. Uh, I, I was kind of interested to see how the the approach, even even down to like our scout guys, our freshman and JV scout guys, just what the approach is, what the excitement level is, and um, it, it's been really good. Every, everybody's ready to go, but you know that. In the playoffs, I think is winning in the playoffs obviously is kind of infectious, you hope. But I think just playing in so many playoff games and you've got guys that um, maybe are seniors that were juniors on JV last year or they're a junior and anyway didn't didn't really play in last year's playoff run. They've also been a part of two years of getting 15 practices, you know, 15 weeks of football in and getting those extra practices and – I think that uh, hopefully has a positive impact on us too, where the guys are used to it and it, it's kind of expected to be playing. And because you know that's the cliche you hear it a whole lot. If, and I've got a buddy that's coaching a different school and going to last week, I said, I don't know. We'll see if we're if we still want to keep playing. And you know, yeah. it seems crazy. Like I'm going, man. How, how would you not want to? But I think I think there is a battle with that sometimes. And. I hadn't seen that one bit of out of our guys. I think they they want to keep playing, and, and they know this is a, a huge opportunity. So way back in late August, we talked about how much different your schedule was this year, how much elevated it was. If I'm counting my head right, seven games against playoff teams during the regular season. Yep, I think that's right. The only ones that weren't were the, the three that didn't make the playoffs out right. of your district because right. you're all your non-district. That'll yep. test your medal. That'll get you ready and, and – we talked about this a couple times. A bunch of different kind of teams you faced, a bunch of different kind of games. That's pretty good primer for the playoffs too. That's what I hope. And, and I, I even looking back to uh, some years in the playoffs. And again, I know most of them are different kids, but we've we've had some of that in the playoffs too. You know, the the twenty nineteen the year the game before we played Alito, we're down seventeen to seven to Ryder. Yep. And the year before they jumped out on us twenty four nothing and we weren't able to come back and. Um, anyway, just some, some things that, that kind of happened there that, uh, you know, I, I think overall helped the program to play in different games. But, you know, Alito is the type of team, though, they've got – they've been playing 16 games too, you know. Yeah. They're used to it. Some of the positives that we take, we know they, they take that as well. But um, I think our schedule has prepped us for everything. And that, that doesn't mean you're going to win. That doesn't mean – you know, each week is different, but I don't think our guys will be phased by any negative that happens on Friday, and it'll happen. They're too good of a team. So 
we give up a play or don't execute something well, I don't, I don't think it's going to affect our guys because they've been through a lot of situations and kind of battled through a lot of situations. I'm going to pick a scab here a little bit. If they've learned anything from the South Oak Cliff game, it's because that's the only time I've ever watched you guys win a play early in the game did seem to deflate you, the kickoff yep. return. Yep. If they've learned anything from that game, I would think it would be that. Okay, a little bit of adversity here, but there's 45 minutes left in this game or whatever. Yeah, and that was a – I honestly don't know. It, it was deflating last year, but at the same time, we got the ball right after that and went on like a 15-play drive, got, got some field points. Uh-huh. Yeah. Got it 7-3 early second quarter. Um, I think more than anything – it was such a relief on the other sideline. I think yes. there was some nervousness. I talked to some of their coaches after the game, um, and he just talked about it was their worst warm up. They were real. They didn't think it was going to go well, and that, that kind of let everybody take a deep breath. And so I just think that just tells you momentum in these playoff games how important it is. And we always stress a fast start. Um, and I don't think a fast start you necessarily have to look at the first possession, but you know three possessions into the game, both sides of the ball. It has to be a fast start, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that's just being being somewhere right in the middle of it. If you're down 21 nothing at the first three possessions, it's it's probably – Steve Klein. Yeah, it's probably trouble for you. But, uh, you know, so and, – and I think the South Oak Cliff game is a perfect example. Alito, um, they they are good in all phases. They're, they're good in a whole lot of things. But I think they've won a whole lot of playoff games and a lot of close ones with special teams. They, they've been really good. South Oak Cliff um, had been beaten by Alito a couple times in the playoffs yeah. recently and tight games, like one-score games. And I think they kind of thought the special teams was the difference. And so they made a big commitment last year to their special teams. And, I mean, you saw it. First kickoff of the game, they take to the house. And then uh, their kickoff team, I, I remember – being so nervous, their kickoff team scared me how good it was. And uh, so it's, it's kind of funneled down. Alito kind of started at South Oak Cliff, and now we've really made a, a bigger commitment in what we're doing. So anyway, that, that's, I think that's a key to the game too, is just who wins special teams or maybe who doesn't lose special teams, if that makes sense. It kind of goes back to what I said. Just, and it doesn't have to be a kickoff return for a touchdown or a, just maybe whose punter drops it at the – eight instead of rolling it to the end zone, just that hidden yardage. Yep. Now, South Oak Cliff, that wasn't very hidden. They, right. Yeah. They, they put that right out in the open. But yep. just those little hidden things that can add up pretty quick. Yeah, for sure. And and their momentum changers is, mm-hmm. is the deal. You get a get a big kickoff and stuff them or whatever. You know, yeah, you can, you can go over every scenario. But they just they can really change the momentum in a, a negative on one side and and, but I think more importantly, the positive energy it brings to the side that makes the play. This is kind of a more big picture thing. and we, Again, something we talked about before the season. This was the first season for you as a head coach without two guys who are in the Big 12 now, mm-hmm. and Kyler and Kobe, and without Ryan Lewis, without some of those. Did you and your coaches have to coach differently this year, or was it still player-led team, or was it pretty much the same, just – different faces in different places. Yeah, I, I think the the leadership part of it was a work in progress. Um, that, And I think it is every year. I think it is even with guys that were four-year starters. Each year is just a little bit different on how, how they lead, how the locker room looks. But it's it's been the same. Um, and that's, 
you know, if I, I would be lying if I said there weren't some nerves on how that was going to look, how the team was going to look without some guys that have been around here a whole lot, which and a lot of it is just a, a comfort level in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, it's been fun to watch. It's been fun to watch our improvement, you know, the first half of game one to the second half of game one. And then from game one and two to right now, just some of the areas that maybe we were nervous about or we knew had to come along, just watching how they've developed has been has been awesome. So the leadership has a lot to do with it. I think our coaching staff has a lot to do with it. And um, coaching guys up and coaching them the same way that, that we coached any of those other ones. You probably – I can't see them yet, but you've probably gained a few gray hairs. Yeah, I think so. it's, it's been different than – other regular seasons, when and we've talked about how you couldn't always get your twos and threes into the game because games were yep. closer. But sometimes, to me, and not that you and your coaches weren't doing a good job before, sometimes that makes coaches pick it up and coach better at this time of year, but also just in general. Yeah, it does. I mean, that's the thing. Um, you definitely see it with the kids, but coaches being put in positions that we've got to execute. Um, Clock management, we've got to execute a perfect call, uh, all that stuff. Yeah, it, it, it's been really good for us now. You're right, the gray hair and uh, losing some sleep and all that stuff is no good. And, and not getting to play a lot of kids. You know, We've been fortunate the last couple of weeks that we have been able to play more kids, and I think it's helped us. I think it's, you know, all of a sudden you see some of the guys that have been playing a lot. They're a little more fresh this week because they, they didn't have a grind of, of a game like they did at other times in the year. So, um, but it does. I mean, you can you can practice, and we will practice live. We'll practice on air, on bags, um, situations, and doing a two minute offense and running the field goal team on fast and all that. But nothing can replicate the, doing it in the game. And we've just been in a lot of those situations, and I feel like it's it helps us. I feel like our kids know how to execute in those in those times, um, and so that that gives us a little peace of mind. I think going into a game like this that. If we need to do some of that stuff and we get in that uh, position, then we, we feel confident we can execute it. All of that stuff I asked you, there's probably a little bit more unknown going into a playoff game than you've had for a while, maybe dating back to that first Alito game. But what do you expect from your guys for 48 minutes or longer if you need it yeah. on Friday? I think we're going to play hard. Um, and that's that's been the ultimate goal that you, you look at, again, look at the opponent. And what do they do well? Well, you can you can go and talk about accolades and offers and star rankings and all that stuff. And they they've got some of that. We've got some of that. But you go watch their film. They play hard. Uh, we we pride ourselves in trying to do that. Um, and so ultimately, it's a great uh, opportunity for us to try to match a team that probably does it better than anybody in the state on how hard they play. So I think that's what you're going to get. Um, and I think if we play hard with a little bit of execution in there. We're going to be right in the middle of it, and every playoff game would have told you the same. You know, last week going into El Paso Bowler, we want to make sure we're in the fourth quarter with a shot, and um, that if we do that, I think we've seen this year that we got a chance, and we've got, you know, we got some special teams that are good that can help us in, in late game situations, and um, not, I think we'll be right in it, and, and we're I know we're going to play hard, and that all begins and plays out Friday night at the Mustang Bowl in Sweetwater. Lubbock Cooper against Toledo in a rematch, a little bit different rematch, not the same round, but a second meeting, let's put it that way, uh, in the playoffs dating back to 19, or 2019. I'm really trying to age this. <laughs> this is Randy Rosetta with HubCityPreps.com, and this has been the football version of the Pirate Podcast.